Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the NDE World Podcast. And we are back in the studio. Welcome to NDE World Podcast. I'm your host, Ashton Lewis, and this is my assistant, Miss Daphne Lynn. Good morning, Daphne. Good morning, evening, or night, wherever you may be and what time it is you're listening. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Good point there. How are you today? I'm absolutely fantastic. Thank you for asking. Uh, we are on our regular uh, Cocoa Chat session, and uh, typically what we do on this actual part of our episodes is we bring in a couple of uh, near-death experiences, and we give you our feedback, and we break it down into the to the actual structure so you can actually also learn exactly the elements and the composition of the near-death experience and it helps you to, to understand it a lot more so yeah. without further ado um you got something you want to say real quick before we jump in um, well, i was just gonna say you know and there's not a whole lot of information to know about these it's just really listening to them and then start listening with different perspective listen and take in what resonates with you what your spirit your gut whatever you want to call it lets you know about these experiences because there's a lot of knowledge that can be gained from listening from these. to these experiences Absolutely. and that's why i love listening to them because i gain something from everyone i listen to i gain a little bit of something some kind of knowledge, some kind of wisdom about source or the other side, the spirit gods, religion. I mean, there's just so much to take away from these experiences. There is. And I love looking for the common elements myself yes, to, exactly. to show that this is a human common thread. They're all different. Don't get me wrong. Oh, Every yeah. single one. No two, no two has ever been alike. Right. However, they've got the actual, you know, different elements and stuff like that so yes most anyway let's you know just kind of watching the time here let's go ahead and uh, jump into our first clip here and uh we'll let it roll and then we'll get some feedback how's that sound sounds wonderful okay perfect and we are rolling rolling my grandmother was admitted to the hospital the weekend of my son's fifth birthday i was concerned but she was tough and had been hospitalized before on a few occasions, my family was told she wouldn't recover, but to the doctor's amazement she would get better and come home. I had also been scheduled for surgery in a few days. I have to say I was a little hesitant to keep my surgery scheduled, but the whole family encouraged me to have it. I do not remember what time of day any of this occurred, but I can dig out the medical records if need be. The day of my surgery, I went to visit my grandmother about an hour before my admission time. She did not look good. She had labored breathing. She couldn't talk, but tried to squeeze my hand, so I'm sure she heard me. I did tell her that I had to have surgery, so my spirit would not be far from her, 
and I would come to visit her after I was released from the hospital in a couple days. When I left her I felt sad, but still felt that she would pull out of this. Again, she had come back from numerous close calls. Directly after my visit, I admitted myself into the hospital. My surgery was quite a few hours away yet. They had to run antibiotics directly into my bloodstream before the surgery, I believe it was two 40 milliliters bags. At least an hour had to elapse before the surgery to make sure all the antibiotics were working full force. At this point, I was anxious about my surgery and worried about my grandma. So time seemed to slow down, eventually I was rolled in for my operation. I do remember the operating room, then that was it. Until, I heard a voice. I heard my grandmother's voice, and within a few seconds, I saw her standing next to me. I was sitting on the edge of a bed. Here, you should understand that my grandmother had an amputated leg. During our meeting, the first thing that struck me was she had both legs. Then I noticed her hair was thicker and blacker than it had been in the last five or six years. If I had to guess, I would now say she looked like she was in her forties or possibly fifties. She proceeded to tell me that she was great, but her body was dead. She also stressed to me that she had limited time with me, so listen up. She stated to me that an all-knowing part of her soul entered her when her spirit passed out of the body. And, to help me with grieving she was going to give me as much information as she felt I could understand, in as much time as she was allowed. I do not remember it all, and out of fear, it took me years to talk about it. So here is what she told me. She likened the soul to a puzzle cube I believe she meant a Rupert cube. The cube was the whole soul. Each side was a section of our soul, each space was a learning experience required for each section of the soul. As she explained it, each section of the soul touched a different dimension, and would continue returning to that dimension until all the spaces of learning were completed. Then that dimensional level would not repeat, and your soul would work on the next section. I know it is confusing, I do not still understand it all. She also said that only a portion of your complete spirit was housed in the human body with each reincarnation. It was directly connected to your core soul. When your human portion of soul would learn, it would directly impact the core soul. She also alluded to the fact that a human body could sometime hold more than human portion of a soul connected to different core soul. This was more common when the earth was less populated. Each soul yearns to learn and complete its lessons, so human vessels would be shared. Once the puzzle of the soul was completed, your whole spirit would remain intact with all the knowledge it collected, it would not have to return to a vessel and would live in the presence of God forever. It is so much information I can't remember all she said at this time. But, I will say she alluded to the fact that there were other vessels of learning for our soul other than those here on earth. The other striking comment was that she was in contact with my core soul and I would from time to time feel her presence because our learning portion of our soul is connected to the core soul. It is complicated, I know. 
so I will leave it here with her words of enlightenment. I can say she was a staunch Catholic, so some of her explanations surprised me. At the end of the encounter, she hugged me and cackled. She said her goodbye for now, and stated she was excited to return to her core soul. That although she wasn't a completed soul yet, the time in heaven where the core soul resided is amazing. It felt like seconds, and I was waking up to see my sister sitting next to my bed. I could see she was upset, and before she told me about my grandmother's death, I told her I already knew grandma had died, I had tried to push some of this to the back of my mind, trying to rationalize it as a dream. Until years later, I heard a program on the radio. It talked about physicists mathematically proving 11 or 12 dimensions. And, her words flooded back. And to this day, I only told a select few friends and family members about her visit. I am not a scientist, and at the time knew very little about physics. I know more now, but it is still a rudimentary knowledge. I believe she contacted me. I believe what she said, even if I don't understand it all. Also I can share with you, a little about soulmates, after the studying I did on the topic, and Jim Morrison, I learned that his soulmate, died three years after him. Ironically, as a little child, I grew up for my first seven years with a little friend that lived across the street from me that was three years younger than me and with red hair. After we were seven, we moved away from each other and then briefly were together at 17 and parted ways. After seeing pictures of Jim and his soulmate Pam Corson, I have no doubt that my friend since childhood was my passing soulmate. Just due to that fact and resemblance. I haven't heard from her since about right before my NDE 8 to 9 years ago, and believe, it's in the best interest if both of us be separate so we can spiritually grow this time around. In closing I have a lot to share about what I've learned, how I struggle with this knowledge, and why this time I have a quiet life, to reflect, thus the illness. I deal with this as a learning lesson, and truly believe that if I decide to, I could overcome my lesson, but a part of me I think feels I have something to learn from being in these circumstances. If I was to have my health and a better body, because of even my current desire to entertain people and share my ideas, I would repeat my past life, and I wouldn't learn anything. Okay, and we are back. Wow, what a wonderful experience! Wonderful mm-hmm, experience exactly. there. Exactly. Wow. Especially the uh, the interchanging there with the grandmother. Pretty pretty wild. Um, yes. Stephanie, and you would know, you like and to, I have uh, I've heard several stories of other people who had passed and saw somebody that had died around the same time as right. them. I have as well. And came back, and they were somebody was trying to tell them that that person had passed and they already knew and yeah so that that's pretty interesting that, that that spirit connects and crosses over and you're aware of if you're having that experience yourself true true but i think about the the grandma's wisdom that she shared yeah you know would you um, like to share that backing up to when she first had her experience she uh heard a voice that she recognized and it was her 
grandmother standing next to her. Right. But her grandmother had lived in a wheelchair, so she had amputated amputations. Legs. So uh, she was standing. But uh, she had both legs. And Think about that. Yes, exactly. That's the full spirit. The full body. Full body spirit, yeah. yeah. And appeared younger. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that Black just, hair and like in her 40s and 50s. That ties in with, if you wanted to go there, with the biblical account of everyone will be as a young boy or a young girl in that realm. Right. Like she, yeah. So she had well, mentioned something that the body was dead and that she only had like a limited time. So she was aware of Yeah, and, and that. that she only had a limited time. But as she passed is when all-knowing part of her entered her. So it's that, that reconnection with full spirit. And I like the way she brought it out about the core soul. That there's a core soul that's on that spiritual side of the realm. Yeah, And then we yeah. have the, the, the body here, the let's, physical. Let's, let's talk about that because I was really totally amazed about that. And I haven't heard this exact way of putting it, but think about how the mind works and the spirit works and how people put together these really wild explanations of life and the soul and the source and that we're all part of it. But let's just kind of look at that part about the soul puzzle cube thingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That each side was a different, you know, different, different soul. section of the soul. And, but it's all part of the whole, the core soul. Um, right. And like levels of soul, you know, mm-hmm. to go with that thought, it, it kind of reminds me of, what I've learned about reincarnation in the concept of reincarnation and, and I'm still learning this. So uh, I am not the master. That is the disclaimer. I'm still learning this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so many people are some more, you know, much more advanced. But, but for what I'm learning lately is that you are here in this car- incarnation. In other words, uh, mm-hmm. you are a spirit incarnated or inside of a physical body okay Mm -hmm. you experience life you came you came here to this life you chose to come here to this life you choose your parents when you come to this life you have a soul Soul contract that you do things before you come to this life so you choose that you get it all set up and you come here to learn because on the other side from what i understand there is no good and bad it's all bliss and love and you know so that that positive energy Absolutely. Good way to put it. Yeah. And I like how she said that only a portion of your spirit was housed in a human body with each reincarnation. So you, you're you're still attached to your source or mm-hmm. your, your main core soul. Okay. And that when, uh, you know, you, the human soul would learn, it would directly affect your core soul as well yeah that and that core soul is is what's the spiritual that stays on the other side of this veil and once you reach a certain point in your learning once the puzzle is solved then you get to stay with source with god so i'm i'm taking and i'm running with that one i'm i'm saying I'm believing that that are those spirits are the ascended masters, 
Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, yes. all of the ascended ones that gained that knowledge that they needed to, to be able to stay on that side and not have to reincarnate. And that's what I'm understanding about reincarnation to go with that thought. Like I had started earlier that, you know, you, you, you have to go through the cycle and you have to keep learning. You have to find your highest good, your highest light, mm-hmm. your highest, highest you, self. you know, and, and to find that light in you here. And if you don't get it on this time, that's where the reincarnation comes in. That you okay? Well, then you have to come back. Then you you're on that will, that life mm-hmm. of, of of life and death. You're on that reincarnation will. Yeah. So you would come back in another body to try it again to learn these life lessons. But once you master these, how, regardless of how many times it takes to do it, you stay then there. you become the enlightened ones or these mm-hmm. masters like. Yeshua, Jesus, um, Buddha, you know, Krishna, um, yeah. Krishna, all these, absolutely. And then they get to come back as teachers to teach us about that. It's amazing. I'm, I'm starting to see that a lot in a lot of these mm-hmm. patterns. Wow. And I love how they use that analogy as well in here with the actual puzzle as well. Yeah. And uh, one thing I'm, I'm learning too, and she kind of touched on it. Um, and it just reminds me of the the different heavens, the eleven or twelve dimensions in physics. Right, right. I mean, right. that is amazing, you know, because I'm I'm hearing that the Earth is shifting and everything itself, in from the third to the fifth. I don't know how true that is, but I am hearing I, that a lot lately. We're hearing that that a lot everything the, is shifting. Right, right. Humanity is shifting. And that may be something we can looking to maybe on another episode as yeah, well you know so definitely. let's go ahead and get ready to switch to the other one but there's a couple more little things i wanted to mention uh, sure. about the puzzle uh and uh let's see what rains okay that all the knowledge that, that that this body can collect and it brings it back you know all the good stuff i'm sure it will not have to return to a vessel or reincarnate or come to this body again and you can live in the presence of God or the mm-hmm. source. That's how it works. Your core soul resides in heaven, uh, and it's you know not a core soul. Wait, and you are not a core soul yet. Right, you're you're a piece you're, of you're it. You're a part of yeah. the core soul. Absolutely, right. very good. That, that's very interesting. Well, good, very good. Well, let's go ahead and uh, looking at the time here. Let's go ahead and uh, jump on this next clip here. We're going to go ahead and. Uh, Get it rolling, and uh, we'll we'll see what kind of little nuggets we can find in that. Always something to find, glean from. That's right, and we are rolling. This is going to be difficult, as it's probably going to bring me to tears as I recall it, but here it is in detail, a dank, gray November night, 1991. This was a rough time, and another depressing day had passed. At this time in my life, I was eating poorly and sadly out of shape. After drinking a pot of coffee in an attempt to lift my sorrows, it was impossible to fall asleep. Lying in bed, tossing and turning for several hours, sleep was evasive. I could immediately feel the blood flow slow down, then completely stop in every part of the body. In that first second, I became detached from the body and hovered within and around it. It was possible to see the surrounding bedroom and my body even though my eyes were closed. 
I was suddenly able to think hundreds or thousands of times faster and with greater clarity than is humanly normal or possible, realizing that the next bit didn't arrive, I continued to feel the blood oxidizing as it came to a complete rest in all veins and arteries. At this point, I realized and accepted that I had died, it was time to move on. It was a feeling of total peace completely without fear or pain and didn't involve any emotions at all. Time itself suddenly became infinite and irrelevant. In earth time only about 10 seconds had gone by until my heart restarted beating, but I was also in zero time, for lack of a better word, or actually outside of time, this seemed to be a natural progression, there was an automatic review of my entire life every event ever experienced complete with emotions, but viewed objectively, rolling in front and around like a panoramic movie. From birth to death, in a linear fashion, observed without sadness or remorse. Yet in that time, it only took, in my best estimation, a quarter second, yet it seemed to be weeks spent replaying my life. Once it was complete, there were a few instructions that are more automatic but then became immersed in infinite peace, bliss, ecstasy. Unimaginable love, understanding so great, powerful, so awesome as to be humanly incomprehensible, while I was there, and only there, access was given to knowledge, everything that ever was, is, and will be. The true nature of the universe was suddenly clear as a bell, like a giant jigsaw puzzle. It seemed to have a perfect order to it. In fact, it was evident that I was soon to become part of it. I was about to join the entity which could only be described as God, so vast in dimension and scope only biblical words can come close to describing. Yet I checked back to see what was going with my physical body and couldn't live until it was totally devoid of life. At this point, about 10 heartbeats, 10 to 15 seconds, had failed. The body I observed lying in bed was mine, but I, soul slash spirit, knew it wasn't time to live. My time on earth wasn't up yet, there was still a purpose on earth, more on that in future article. When I was jolted back into the body, a stark realization hit. Here I was laying on this bed, rapidly losing physical consciousness with no heartbeat. I then did the human thing, panicked in terror by jumping out of bed and pounded my chest with my fist. It restarted. After walking downstairs in a nervous caution, shaking like a twig, dripping sweat, my heart was still beating irregularly. After driving myself to the hospital, it was said that the heart muscle was suffering loss of nutrients that caused it go into arrhythmia. There were a few close encounters after that, but soon disappeared after a diet and exercise change. I wasn't able to retain the knowledge given that the human brain is much too primitive and limited to house it. This intelligence requires an entirely different dimension to exist and comprehend. Yet it is part of our three dimensions as well, just hidden out of view of our five senses. Yet I retain enough to remember the sheer awe anyone who has gone through this millions have knows how it immediately changes your life forever. For those interested, here are some experiences from others. Religion is a touchy subject and some will be offended regardless of what I say. However, I feel it is necessary to discuss religion and how it relates to my own experiences. This shouldn't be necessary. 
but the nature of the material on this site justifies an explanation. While I don't have an actual religion, I'm supportive of those who do and encourage people to get closer to their God, whomever you owe that to be. Some try to discredit those that have religious beliefs and who say the future will be apocalyptic. This is understandable, thus they would prefer to they attack the motives of the messenger and be blind to what is around them. The reason I don't have a religion is this, I had what is called a near-death experience or NDE in November 1991. It is extremely difficult to put into words as the English language is far from adequate to accurately describe such an event. I generally keep silent on it due to the negative reaction or disbelief received. It's impossible to convey the experience to those who've never been through it, especially when it disagrees with their own beliefs. Actually, some of those ancient visionaries in the Bible may be describing what is now known as an Indy. There are dozens of religions in the world, many claiming to be the one. I think they are all right and wrong at the same time. In other words, in man's attempt to describe the nature of God and the afterlife, he has gotten the gist of it, but given his own different interpretations and revisions. This results in unnecessary and destructive holy wars and conflicts. I don't think God wants us killing each other over him. I also cannot believe God is an angry, vengeful entity, at least not in the sense portrayed by the fire and brimstone types. Don't get me wrong, I am 100% convinced there is a God, creator, all-powerful, being slash entity. I sure wasn't before 1991. After being immersed in the afterlife in spirit form for a brief time. It was personally demonstrated beyond any doubt we don't die. We continue in a different, non-physical form, skeptics try to say, you must have been dreaming, or it's just a bunch of new age gobbledygook, or there are chemicals released in the brain that give the impression of dying, etc, etc. Total BS, the result of my ND was profound and was the most real event I've ever experienced. I seem to be given an expansive knowledge and clear understanding of the world and universe that exists to this day. My once average IQ shot up to 148 shortly after. I have no fear of death whatsoever as I understand our life on this little planet is temporary and short and what follows is great indeed. What is the meaning of life and our purpose here? To live and learn, experience the physical, to go through trial, tribulation, and joy. We are students at a school called Earth, when the bell rings, we go back home with lessons learned. Again, I say this from my own actual experience. Okay, thank you there, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the Terminator. Okay. So, what an experience. What an experience. Now, we, I'm going to go ahead and just start off. I know I had telling a little bit about the story, then it, it picked up with the actual OBE, mm-hmm. where he was hovering over and around the body. So did you catch that? The actual OBE. I did. Yeah. And I noticed that he said that his thinking became thousands of times faster mm-hmm. and clearer. Mm-hmm. Any comments That's on that? That's what I was going to say. Great. He said with great clarity and that he was experiencing peace, no pain, and no emotion. No fear. 
as no well. No fear, yeah. Total peace, no fear, no pain, no emotions. Wow. Uh, time was irrelevant. Outside of time. It was mm-hmm. outside of time. And he had a life review complete with emotion. And viewed objectively. Viewed objectively, absolutely. From birth to death. In a linear fashion, he observed without sadness or remorse. And all around him, that 360 again, you're getting that 360. That is, I'm seeing that is such a common part of the NDEs. It's, it's a complete sensory experience. Yeah, and then again, complete access to the infinite knowledge built like a giant jigsaw puzzle or there's perfect order perfect order absolutely and he knew that he would be a part of that entity i thought that was pretty cool Hmm. yeah that's something definitely will get you thinking you know know, i used to be so sad that this is the way things are this is the way things are that i would push that on others now I, I thank goodness that I have the knowledge and have gained the knowledge that I have now that I don't feel that I have to push anything on anybody anymore. You know, that is, that is just letting go of what our belief system used to be. I mean, because our belief system changed so much. I mean, especially if you if you want it to, I can say that. If you want to expand your knowledge, it's all, your understanding. All of it, you have to. But not everybody does. No, I'm saying if you want to, then you have to. It's, oh, yeah. It's, me, it's I'm active, ready. it's not passive. That's you, why to have anything you want in life, to make any kind of change, to do anything, you, you have to do it yourself. You have to be active about we it. We are responsible for our you own. Nobody else can do it for Correct. us. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and then it talks about his return uh, into the body. He said he was jolted back into the body. Mm. Yeah. And uh, so he said eventually, you know, they got the heartbeat going again uh, with the actual him giving himself the actual. Himself in the chest. Yeah, thank you. And that uh, diet and exercise had changed and helped him out in that regard. But there was something mentioned about a different dimension to exist. Mm-hmm. So would you like to comment on that? Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. That, that, that entity existed in that dimension just outside of our view. And we... I'm hearing this in multiple uh, experiences, the different dimensions um, that exist out there. Um, Also, I'm going to touch on it. Um, He mentioned religion. He said he believed they were all right, but all wrong. Yeah, that's kind of like my next notes here as well, that many religions all claim to be the one. Yeah. Now that's something pretty fascinating. I literally recently myself had just, you know, for the uh, uh, knowledge and looking into the actual, you know, the information on it because it, it does come up a lot. I had went in uh, on ChatGPT actually and uh, searched on which religions claim to be the, the one. one or the chosen and every single one of them came back. From Jehovah's Witnesses claiming that they are the one to Christians claiming they are the one to the actual Muslim and mm-hmm. you know that group saying they are the chosen to it was it, it, go do it yourself you know you can do the re- research and look and see that all these 
groups and the, you know, the Catholic church claims that they are the chosen. They are right. the representative of God here on earth. So that's the commonality. And, and I love that in these NDEs, a lot of these people come back telling us that kind of stuff. Yeah, I heard on, on one of the episodes of Next Level Soul, they ask, you know, well, why all the different religions? And it was a channel, actually, and said, because all lead back to me, talking exactly about the right. source. All of them lead. And I've heard that all my life. And Every religion a is a path, a road to God. I'm like, no, there's only one road because of my biblical upbringing. You know, there's only one faith, one road. But that's not the case, according to my recent learnings. You know, through that next next level soul episode, it was you know all religions lead back to source, to, to lead you to the source. But none is all claiming, all knowing the only way absolutely and you hear that a lot and if you take a, a, a just a step back right here if you notice that uh when he mentioned the religions that they're uh they all have right in them and they all have wrong mm-hmm. uh, and he touched on the holy wars and the conflicts you know when that's uh, what comes to mind it, 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 none other than christianity uh, God I, doesn't think, want us I, I think christianity him. is known for the most bloodiest massacres mm-hmm. and things like that in, in mankind's history. Um, and I like how he said that God, the God, what he learned about God is that God is not a God of uh, fire and brimstone the way the churches Church teach it. Teach, yeah. yeah. And the one that really stuck out in my mind that I really love, and he says that we do not die. We continue in a different form. Yes, exactly. And because of learning that, now he has no fear of death. And so many Back people to the no fear, fear of death. Right. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. And once you learn that you are so much bigger than what you think you are and, and so much bigger and a part of something that we can't even comprehend, you realize, oh, this is just a little phase. And then when you really get to understand that, comprehend that, you realize like, wow, we're going to be around forever. Right. You're gonna. That's and that's a beautiful thing. And you, so you don't want to fear death. You want to welcome it because it's just part of the transition. It's that's a bit in book of the is. dead and teach you how to release peacefully. So you see that a lot. No yeah. fear of death. And and I love his his uh, his his kind of final ending there. The meaning of life, you know, is to live, learn, and experience. And I am in my book that I'm reading. Remember. It talks about the the guides say just experience life, be lighthearted, love one another, get along with each other, and that's what he's saying here. Live, learn, and experience life. Very good, very good. Well, um, looking at the clock, I think it's time to go ahead and wrap up this version uh, of our episode on the NDE World podcast. But let's put a quick plug in. If you or anyone you know has ever had a near-death experience, please contact us. Go to nde.world and uh, contact us. We'd love to hear your story. We are currently collecting names and information, and we're going to be having these live interviews. And we would love to hear your story. And whether you've had an NDE or not, maybe you have had some kind of spiritual experience. experience. Anything spiritual. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, Extraordinary. We cover a little bit of everything on here. Yes, most definitely. So any final words in this episode, Ms. Daphne? 
No, just that um, I, I see hear it a lot about this place we call Earth is a, school, a place of school where we learn and experience. So that's pretty cool. I'm hearing that in multiple accounts. Kind of wild that you say that. And I will leave with this um, this same thought from this same interview we just heard or the same experience that the guy was talking about. And is is this, that this life is only temporary. Exactly. So that's our show today, guys. Uh, We love you all. Peace be with you. And until next time, let your light shine.